The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. The featured guest with a red, black, green baseball podcast. Fourth episode is Juan Hellman Jr., a left-handed starting pitcher who has played six years in the minor leagues, reaching AAA during 2021 minor league baseball season with the Cleveland Guardians organization. He was drafted by the Cleveland Guardians in the second round of the 2015 Major League Baseball draft out of Olympia High School in Orlando, Florida, for going to commitment to the University of Central Florida that he had had since his sophomore year of high school. Currently a minor league baseball free agent, Juan's story is one of resilience and commitment, and I'm proud to have gotten a chance to have conversed with him about life, baseball, and his story on this podcast. Well, I'm from Winter Haven, Florida, the old spring training of the Cleveland Indians. That's, and, that's um, dope. Yeah, I'm literally like probably ten minute ten minute drive to get to the to the spring training complex. But yeah, I moved to Orlando my high school years. Yeah, my sophomore year in high school and pretty much been here ever since. So yeah, that's where Well so, yeah, I, I, I moved to Haines City as well. So I got to give Haines City. Cause they have they have my time as well and the family's there. Love everything about Winter Haven and Haines City. Mm-hmm. And uh so, definitely love the way I grew up too as well. So so just just tell me your relationship with the game growing up. Were you always a fan of the game growing up? How'd you get into it? Honestly, I won't even lie to you on here. I was always football first, and I hate to say I don't want to say you from Florida. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I don't say we were football state. <laughs> you from Florida? And, uh, yeah, I was a quarterback, so I. Slowly, and you were lefty, so yeah, you 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 had to be cold. Yeah, I mean, I want I ain't gonna say I was a running quarterback, but I did. I mean, I like watching Vic, of course. But uh, Peyton Manning was my was my quarterback growing up because I like I knew I was a pocket passer quarterback. So I was, was you getting folks laid out over the middle? Yeah, I'll, I'll run if I had to. But no, nah, was you getting? I said, was you getting folks laid out over the middle? Nah, I, ain't, I mean, I try not to. But it's <laughs> yeah. part of the game. But, yeah, it is. I had to get that yeah. out there because it's fame. Then I had um, got into baseball. Say when I was eight years old, going on nine. I know, yeah, I played for the Haines City Sharks. And well, I did play in my little city league before I got to the travel ball baseball. I did play a couple games in my city league. It was called uh we call it the rec, but it's like the the that's what a, the football field is. And you know, Local you got, recreational league. Yeah, you play football on the baseball, you practice on the baseball fields and stuff and all that stuff. So I had my first game there and I didn't know nothing about baseball. I knew the pitcher had to throw it to the catcher. And that was the time they still had the umpire with the the little shield over his arm just standing there. And I'm thinking I'm getting him mixed up with the catcher because I'm just – I don't know nothing about baseball. I'm just get it, throw it, get it, throw it. 
So I'm getting the, hey, hold up, hey, bolts, all this, not even bolts, because it was, I'm eight years old, so I don't know nothing about it. And then somebody was like, hey, he probably can, he probably can do a little, he can play the game of baseball if he just be around it more. So I get into travel ball, still don't, I don't care to be at the field, I don't care to be playing baseball, because my focus is football. Everybody I grew up with was playing football. I was did you just did you just play it? So what made you stick with it? Was it your parents, or you just you just uh, happened to stick with it? Or I kind of knew. I, I knew at a young age I was pretty good at it. So you just I always I always kept baseball there, and I'll I'll balance the both. I'll just okay. balance as best as I could. Some people get it allowed there. you to compete, so you were you were yeah, okay I, with and it. I look, and I love to compete. So yeah, I just and then like once I got to like ten. That's when I knew, like, I was starting to – I was here and other kids were kind of here. So when we did play those those super good teams, it was, like, it was cool to, to win or lose against them because, like, okay, I see where I am. You know, I see these – it's some other kids just like me out here as well. So it was always – uh, it was always fun. It was always fun. That's what's up. Take me through travel ball. Your, who are your favorite players growing up, favorite team? I ain't gonna lie, I was I was a big fan of the Yankees and the Red Sox. I mean, I know it's their rivals, but they ain't had nothing to do with me, so I'm gonna like both of the teams. And um, I mean, they had Poppy Jeter when you were growing up. I mean, <laughs> no, you, can't, you, can't, you can't beat that. And the Red Sox got David Ortiz, Manny Ramirez, and all those guys. It's like it's hard to just like one team. So, like I said, I was still football. So I'm gonna like whoever I want to like with baseball while I have my favorite team with football. And I'm a Colts fan, yeah, because of Peyton Manning. But, uh, my grandma's a Colts fan. Huh? What'd you say? My, my grandma. So next question, you know, you, you, you kind of get up here, and then probably as you're getting older, it's, the gap between football and baseball is getting even larger. You know, just, just take me to your high school career and what that was like in that whole process. Well, in high school year, I went to Hanes City High School my freshman year, and I uh, was quarterback on the JV team. And uh, I wanted to play varsity. And uh, they tried to call me up to varsity my uh, well the bat well when JV season was over the varsity had I think three four more games left and they tried to bring me up there as a kicker or a field goal kicker too because I was a I was a quarterback and kicker on my JV team and I was like I just wasn't going for it because at the time their record was like two and eight and I'm just like I was already feeling some hits on this JV team because we didn't have a line so. I was like, you know what? I know if I go up there to just kick, I'm gonna eventually start playing quarterback at some point. And I'm not, I'm not sure if I really wanted to do that my freshman year because I knew the next season I was gonna have to make a choice of football and baseball. And so I didn't go to varsity. And yeah, sophomore year I banged football, and that was it. And I moved to Orlando with my godfather Tom Gordon and the family, with Nick Gordon as well. And I thought about going out. So trying out for football, but it wasn't going to be quarterback. And I didn't know if I was going to be all in on trying to play. Because I always say I wanted to play wide right receiver or tight end. But I didn't know if I was going to be all in to doing that position because I know I'm a quarterback. And mm-hmm. then the quarterback we had was a DeAndre Francois, who was a quarterback for Florida State. And at the time, before he went over to IMG Academy. And I was just like, you know what, like he's here. I don't want to interfere with anything. I came here to learn and play baseball, so... I bang football for good, so. Yeah, and see no workout. Can you just Tom Gordon? Can you talk about that relationship? Has that had any impact over the years on your relationship with the game and baseball? Has he kind of was he kind of there helping you keep oh, you yeah. engaged with and everything? 
Yeah, he definitely helped throughout my younger year, uh, childhood years as well. I played and having him. and having Nick Gordon there too, your godbrother, you know, and and those relationships are special for, for black people because they're they're like cousins. It's, it's an aunt, uncle yeah, thing, basically. Everybody Yes, yeah, we had a travel team called uh, the Florida Flash. Mm-hmm. And had a lot of a lot of guys in the big leagues now. A few, I ain't gonna say a lot, but a, a couple of few guys of the in the on the big league rosters that was on that team, which is yeah, Nick Gordon. And we had a Brendan Rogers on that team. Oscar McCardo, McCardo, he was on that team as well. That was Tom's Gordon team, the Florida Flash. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, Flash Gordon. I connected the dots. And at a point of time, when I got about. 12, 13, our whole team, we had pretty much a whole black team, African-American team, and we had, I think, maybe one or two white guys on the team, and number one in the nation, like in the nation. So that's it was it was cool to see. We were all going back to Flash House, or well, most of us going back to Flash's house and uh, after the games and stuff. And like I said, we just being normal kids when we're not at the field. So mm-hmm. a lot of you, so, playing and football playing going on in the backyard. And yeah, Florida Flash, I missed the team. Uh, we're going to definitely get it running again. But yeah, just being able to be around Flash and, and, and Nick as well. Yeah, at a young age, like I said, he was giving us advice, what we're going to face, what we're going to face in the future with the game. And those talks got a little deeper throughout high school. And yeah, he'll sit us in the office, Flash will sit, me and Nick's. Side by side in the office, and uh, just kind of challenge us uh, with some with some tough questions, but not necessarily tough. But at the time, they were pretty tough to us because we felt if we gave them an answer, we're gonna be wrong. So a lot of stuttering and things like that going on. You, you want to be right out of respect. Yeah, he, he just wanted the, the simple answer, and but just having those talks and conversations with him was definitely helpful. So yeah, so having someone like Tom Gordon who who played in it and has. And, and now has multiple sons and in, in professional ball. And, you know, you know what black baseball culture is and you personify it and, and you carry that, you know, what's what do you emphasize and you know, having a, a team full of black kids, you know. That rarely happens in, in baseball. Yeah, it rarely, and, it rarely happens. And it, I and I know that just has a lasting impression on you and what you want the game to be for yourself and others like us. Yeah, and even and even when I go to like perfect game showcases and things like that when you see the younger black guys out there or go to a travel tournament and you see a a team with a lot of black kids you want to go over there and say what's up or just kind of watch them play because it brings you back to that time when you had we had the whole black team and you're gonna get some looks going in and gonna get the, the 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 other side who just assumes we're gonna be the smack talking and all that. That yeah, side know, of it, you know how it is. So it yeah, you know how they be. Just to to kind of get those, get them to realize, like, hey, we can play and we can be very professional out here, just like you guys. So and we can still be ourselves. Yes, and have fun with it, and that and that's how it was. So I definitely definitely and, like to be in that position to to have that going forward so and that's one thing too is how we express ourselves when we accomplish things and in our culture and things like that it's just how expressive we are and open we are especially when during sports and we're competing and things like that and the showmanship i don't think really people on the outside looking in can really understand that there is professionalism is that and, and there is respectability in that just because it kind of go it, it kind of contrasts with their, what they think of the game should be you know yeah for sure i definitely and, agree with that 
and you know she's going back we we always going back to like going to negro leagues and when you look at it they've always t- taken from how we play the game in order to prove how they play the game i mean yeah. whether it be the, the base running small ball with the bunning and all that i mean it's it's countless examples so so it goes on and on but they, they need us no matter what so yeah and, and i had little talks with, with nick and a couple of my other friends who who don't even play baseball and we definitely see the direction that is going, to, that is headed towards right now. And honestly, it's I'm definitely like, headed back towards the old days where we yeah, had more. I but love, I love to see it. I def, I love to see it. So. And you know, even for us to have this conversation in itself um, is is a big deal. Just just to put it on record. But I just want to shift gears. Just as you're going through high school, you see the scouts, you you see the MOB logos, you 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 starting to hear things and things like that, and you're also trying to figure out college and teenage years approaching adulthood as a black man just 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 sing through that whirlwind honestly it was, a, it, was a, it was pretty fun for the most part i committed early to ucf my sophomore mm-hmm. well, headed into my sophomore year of high school i was still throwing about 85 at the time 85 but you you were lefty that's yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize, like I said, I didn't realize the magnitude of the whole situation because like I, mm-hmm. I was still. You were still young. Still young, still football. I'm just playing now, just to not gonna say now, just to play. But it was. I, I started to realize I was, like I said, I was still pretty good at that age to playing against the older guys. I've been playing against older guys since I was young. So, and I like to compete. So, like I said, I didn't realize the magnitude of the situation. And then last I committed early, so a lot of those other colleges weren't really coming in as I knew they could have if I decommitted. And but I was like, I was loyal to the to UCF, but I wanted to go there and help the team instead of joining a top stack team. roster. Yeah, like I knew I could, so I was still. Plus, it's to close to home. Why not? Yeah, it was close to home. I mean, I'm big on family as well. But yeah, when I committed, like other colleges, I didn't really get that many offers or of course because i was already signed by no i didn't sign it yet but everyone knew i was a man of my word when it came to sticking with ucf but honestly i can't say this real quick if i had to redo it i probably would have chosen arbor because my sister was going there to run track so just to be with my sister at a, at a college if had a I continuity. Went to school, if I went to school yeah and i had that continuity you were where y'all yeah. both was auburn uniforms and stuff that would have been dope yeah, um, and the scouts. Yeah, the scouts came pretty, pretty early. I would say, and then like being around Nick, playing around Nick, and Nick was I think his his senior. Well, yeah, his senior years when they was coming to our games all the time. So I'm just I know I got a year left. So scouts are looking at Nick, but I know they're they could be looking at me as well. So they are looking at you. They got you. <laughs> so I was always uh just trying to. Just trying to be my best out there. So mm-hmm. when it came my time, which was my senior year, to just go out there and just play the game normally, don't try to do too much. And I'll say I, I handled it pretty well for the most part. It was times I tried to overdo things, but but just be being young and just wanted to live up to those expectations. So, um, take me through your draft experience. Oh, well, I had a draft party at I don't know the name of it. Probably was. I don't even remember the name of it, but I had my family at this uh, restaurant that was kind of in the middle between Orlando and Winter Haven. So mm-hmm. I get the family from the Gordon side or 
my my actual family. You had everybody in the middle. Yeah, in in the middle, and it was it was it was a it was a enjoyable moment. I definitely never forget that moment, and I definitely would like to see my little brother go through that moment just so my mom can relive it again. He play ball. He he's just starting to play baseball. Literally, how old is he? Starting. He's eight. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's just yeah, he's starting. Cool. Okay. Well, I'm just trying to get him right with the fundamentals and everything whenever I can. You like it? We have now in Orlando, and he's up in Atlanta with my mom. So okay. they're taking him outside when they can, and it's cold up there right now. Not as cold as Ohio, of course, but... Atlanta get cold, man, especially with that rain up there. It rains so much in the winter up there. Like man, when I went I don't to like Atlanta weather. When I went to when I went to college, yeah, Atlanta weather is awful. It's either hot or it's cold and rainy. And yeah, I don't, and I don't, I don't do well with the, the gloominess of of the uh, being outside. I just like the sun. I'm from Florida, so that's mm-hmm. that's, what I, that's all I know. Yeah, I hear you. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, the draft experience was definitely an enjoyable moment, and if I can do it all over again, I definitely would. So what was it like getting picked by the, the team that had its spring training facility, former spring training facility in, in the town where you, where you grew up for a time? I know that must have been like just surreal for a bit. Just Oh, just yeah. Well, honestly, I had to Google. So a couple minutes after I got drafted, I'm still, everyone's saying thank you, uh, congratulations and, and things like that. I'm over here on my phone. Where's their spring training? Because I didn't know it was still that they left to Arizona. All I know is the Indians being here. So, yeah. You saw Winter Haven and you went crazy. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm home, but yeah, it was there. I didn't know. Hey, but, uh, it is what it is. It was cool. It was, it was, yeah, it was definitely cool. 2015 draft class is special to me because Cleveland took you and you and Tristan with their first two picks, and that really sticks out to me because it probably has happened with two black pitchers. I don't know if it has, but that's that such for organization like Cleveland that for me and, and my fandom as somebody from the East Ohio and how it's connected to how the team has always played black players since integration from all over the diaspora you know, for you guys to kind of per- carry that and pers- and willingly personify that what's it been like to have someone like Tristan as, as your road dog you know you seem like you guys are, are real close and, and that's oh, your yeah. ace oh yeah me and Tristan are very close and we're actually closer than some people think but yeah we got drafted together and when- Shout out to we we both shout out to Arizona, and, and it was um, like it was yeah, like that from the literally we had no choice but to either figure it out or but now from the from the from the jump we was uh we had a good relationship kind of I don't know I'm gonna say I met him throughout high school yeah I met him in, in high school at the All American right because you guys had to both being in South Florida yeah and I always knew always knew about Tristan because we played him a couple times in a uh, travel ball and he had a reputation. Yep, so when they shot us out the good year, it was uh, me, Tristan, and Todd Isis. Oh, wow, yeah, Todd Isis was in our group. Yeah, that's my guy. And yeah, like I said, me and Tristan actually had our beds. So Todd was in the other room, and me and Tristan was in the same exact room. And uh, so, yeah, we had no choice. And then every spring Like college. Training, yeah, and every spring training, he was my roommate until, uh, of course, he got on the 40 man. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, was, even when he got on the 40 man, it was kind of like, dang. I don't have Tristan as a roommate no more. This is weird. But, but uh, I, I know it must seeing how he's doing must drive you so much. Um, oh yeah, it definitely does. And uh, and, and, and to be able to talk to him and, and I, I know y'all feed off. I know all y'all do is feed off each other so much, yeah. and y'all have to just just take me through that and and how much that matters on a day to day basis. I mean, it means a lot. It definitely was amazing to see him make his debut. I was I was like Tristan. I wish it was sooner because if I was if it was it probably would have been. Yeah, if it was up to me, I honestly would have been there at his at his debut if I could have. 
But yeah, it was it was it was it was good to see Tristan go out there, especially Dill on his debut today. That's like stuff like that rarely happens. So when it yeah. happens, it's it's history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he dominated seven innings, ten Ks, like and it, it, it looked and easy I, too. I told him he was gonna get ten. So those days <laughs> I didn't know today. I'm just like, hey, when is it? When do you think it's coming? When do you think it's coming? Like I don't know. I'm just I'm just. Focus and that happened out of nowhere too. Like that was the craziest part. Like nobody thought it was gonna happen. Like I really thought they were gonna keep him in the in the cut at the alternate site during the twenty twenty season. Yeah, I was getting mad at the Indians, <laughs> <laughs> bro. Like I mean, like I haven't. For me, I grew up on CC in this town, and I had CC and LeBron growing up in the way they they lash onto the city, especially the black part of, of Cleveland, Northeast Ohio in general. Yeah, yeah LeBron. Well, yes, I'm a big, I'm a big LeBron. Yeah, he he does he does so well, and that that precedent has impacted my life so much. And Tristan, and you guys, and even in the minors, y'all y'all bring back memories of that. Y'all bring back those feelings and that nostalgia, and just with the just with the way y'all play the game, and definitely need it. And and I see y'all trying to go against the grain, but they're trying to walk that fine line too. And and I and I get that. It's it's hard because you you got to at a certain point you got to make that commitment. So so thank you, bro. I, I appreciate yeah, you for sure. It's definitely good to to know that from the outside looking in. That like you said, you noticed that the, the little small things. I mean, and it it, it it honestly what drove me to do what I'm doing right now. I mean, yeah. at a certain point, we we oh my laptop's about to die, but we we. We we gotta take we gotta rip the bandaid off in in a I mean, sense. We have to, and like you said, that's why I do those other. That's why I do a lot of the things away from the game. Like during COVID, I started my own talk show. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's still I I got the I did an episode with Nick Gordon and then one with uh Tristan McKenzie at his last annual camp the okay. last year, and I got one with Boba Shet. I'm gonna I'm honestly gonna get back to it and and get more of that. But my whole idea was doing the show was. To to get guys, mainly a lot of African American guys, baseball players, to come on the show and just be themselves, talk normal. We can get on here and say, we can get on here and talk how you want to talk. We you can talk here wherever you're from, and you can talk your if you want to talk a little slang, that's fine because this hey this this, this is our here. environment. Yeah, this is our environment, and yeah, that's my show and uh, called What You Want to Know. And then mm-hmm. feature whoever it is that week. Uh, I'm gonna get Tuki to sign on there. He doesn't know. You gotta him. get. You gotta you know, get him. That, that's my guy. I'm gonna get a kill to do on there because he's my guy as well. Shout Jazz. out them boys, them, them African boys, them African yeah. and, and the Caribbean boys. They they put in the work. They coming man, and and that's one thing. That was the last. That was the last frontier for real. Was was <laughs> players from the continental Africa, and yeah. you've seen guys like a kill do Tuki Toussaint. And for those who know, the Tukiju sign is Kenyan in addition to being Haitian. Akil Badu is Ghanaian Trinidadian. We got guys like Kenyan Smith and Jigba, who I yeah, think yeah. is Sierra Leonean, I think. Yeah, he is. Yeah, Sierra Leonean. He green, white, blue flag. Okay. So you you all, you on the same page. You, you see it from the inside looking out and you're aware. What has this been like for you being in Cleveland system? And they've had a lot of black players from all over the diaspora, like Ty Isaacs. You got the Naylor brothers, Tristan McKenzie's Jamaican. And you know you growing up in South Florida, you, you got to grow up around Caribbeans and all of that. So I mean, I know you're comfortable with it. So oh, yeah, I'm comfortable. Yeah, I'm comfortable with it, with it all. I'm honestly comfortable with the Latin side of everything as well. And Afro Latinos as well. I forgot yeah, about them. I mean, 
we we know how it is. They know that some of us been through what not as not as bad as yeah they've been through, but they know it's all it all connects and uh, yeah, it's all connected. And yeah, definitely. Like I said it's once I got there, it was kind of like okay, let's meet everyone, and then I know how it is now because mm-hmm. like I said, I'm used to being around it, being in Florida. And yeah, it was, it was it was a fun experience with Cleveland from the from the start. So yeah, so I went to dove into your pro career now. So just take me through from rookie ball all the way to now. Oh, rookie ball! I can't say this. I'll just give you my full experience. I was so eager to get out there and play, but I was so like nervous at the same time, just because I knew everyone was everyone was good. It wasn't like. It's like I'm facing every high school team. That was that team? That was that team. If they had a guy going in the first round, it's like I faced them over and over and over and over when I got into pro ball. It did, it did a little bit. I can't I, – honestly, it did a, a lot because I lost a feel for my pitches that I had in, that helped me in high school. Like, Chando was one of my best pitches in curveball coming out of high school. And it's like once I got to the pro level, I just – Lost the field for my pitches, and I just couldn't find it in uh, my rookie ball season. So I was just throwing a lot of fastballs up there, praying it didn't get hit. So uh, it was it was kind of a struggle for me in uh in a uh, rookie ball, but mm-hmm. it had some ups. So of course I'm a I'm a guy who's big on having a strong mentality about everything. And uh, like I, said, I mean, you a baseball player, you gotta be you gotta be able to take those things to the chin. Yeah, and I've always been that way growing up because of the things I've seen at a young age and how I grew up before things got, I would say, way better on my end. So, yeah, I've always been strong mentally, and that's a huge part of my game because I felt a lot. I felt a lot in the minor leagues, and I know it, but it was – You I persisted, was, bro. You made it double A. You, you made yeah, it all the way to double A. Like, and I, I know, and I know you probably listen to the podcast, and you read, you probably see the tweets and all that, and yeah. – and, and to talk about that for our generation, you know, we're so online and stuff and, you know, it's so natural for us because we grew up with it and it's inherent and you yeah, kind of, you have to be, and then, you like, have to be. And then like playing with other guys growing up, like childhood friends, everyone's competitive for the most part. They're going to talk noise. You're going to talk bad. So good or bad, you got to take it. And I've always been that way. So whenever I failed, it don't. I don't feel like it's the end of the world because this is baseball. It's a game. At the end of the day, this is a game. It's nothing compared to the real life things yes, we've been through. I know how to balance. Well, I ain't say I know how to completely, but I know I do a good job of balancing that. And so checking at the door. Yeah, and, and that's why a lot of times I do fail. I know that like, now I'll show flashes of success while I'm failing bad. Mm-hmm. And maybe fail a few times and show the flash of it again. So. That was kind of my minor league career. Well, I'm still in minor leagues, but earlier years in the minor leagues, especially in my low A, my low A, because the short season in Mahoney Valley, I got off to a hot start, and then it kind of starts slowly snowballing towards the end of the season, and then my rough years in uh, Lake County. But uh, like I said, I always knew I'm very competitive, so I knew it wasn't the end of the world for me. It was just I had to make sure everyone else believed it wasn't the end of the world. But like I said, I always knew. DJ. So you just had to control your disposition at the beginning yeah, of the day, mostly. Just, just, just keep going. Just keep going. And when I got to what Lynchburg Hillcats, Lynchburg Hillcats, I, knew, I was like, you know what? You show flashes of 
you show what it looks like when you're hot, when you're on, when you're actually, when everything's going right, you show what it looks like. Let's see how long you can do it this year. And that's how I went about every day in uh, Lynchburg. I didn't put too much pressure on myself. I just said, let's be as consistent as long as I can. And that was my only goal day in, day out. And what has it been like for you trying to re- trying to refine your game, you know, regain feel for your pitches, trying to – it seems like you had to change a lot who you are a lot throughout your career just because you were so dominant in high school as a lefty. Yeah, And then it, it changed. And, yep. I went on. And, and then – so you kind of had to remake yourself a lot. Just just talk about that. Yeah, I just kind of had to lock in a little more. Kind of – Pull a little bit more out. Yeah, put a, put a little bit – get a little – ask more questions, talk to Flash more. And uh, just stay even killed. Never really get too high or too low when things are going well or things going. And I always been me as well. Like I, this may look like I don't show emotion on the field, which I know I don't. But I know I know what I'm doing, so I don't have to be the rah rah guy. Or I don't have to be too quiet. I just go out there. Look, I want to get out and get in as fast as I can. So I don't with the celebrating and all that thing. Like I don't have nothing against it at all, but. That's not, it's just not you. Yeah, that's not really me. So I don't want to go out there and fist pump after strike guys or just just show a lot of emotion because I know that's not me. And so I just think doing that and just staying even killed kind of helped me progress throughout my career. And uh, once I got the feel for those pitches again, that's when I knew. That's when I well, I, that's when I knew my confidence was fully back. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I've always been a confident guy with whatever I do, especially sports and whatever I compete in. I love competing, as I said, a lot of times already. But, yeah, I just mean, I mean, I'm very competitive. So I know it's not the end of the world when I am fella. Yeah. So There ain't, um, ain't no way I'm a – how we how I say it with my friends, I'm not going out sad. And, yeah, I ain't going out sad. So. You know, it might take your meal. Word yeah, to Michael Irvin. So. Yeah, so take me through your 2020 year. It was your most successful year. You did it in double A. Um, yeah, and got then triple A. Got a triple A. What was that like? Just take me through, you know, you being on I-90 so close to, to Cleveland. Well, when when they sent us home in uh, spring training that, that COVID year, when they mm-hmm. sent us home, I was actually thankful for it because I was slowly – I just wasn't 100% locked in, and I know it, physically and mentally. And when they sent us home, I was like, you know what? I don't know how long it's going to be, but I'm going to take advantage of every single day so I can make sure I'm ready for the next season. And once I got that mindset again, it was it was, it was, was like I was very confident, and I knew, I knew that it was going to be hard to kind of – it was going to be hard to have success against me. And, and I knew that. So when I got that confidence back, when they sent us back out to play again, I was like, just have fun. No matter what, just have, just go out there. and You knew you could just go out there and throw and just leave everything throw, else. Have fun, be a kid again, and let's see how it goes. And that was my, my thing every day, being in Akron. And those guys made it made it easy as well because everyone was on the same page. I was, that was my first And it was time. a really good Akron team too. Yeah, that was my first time on a winning team in my whole – professional career so getting those different atmospheres and the emotions and feelings throughout the locker room everybody just wanted to win and it felt good so i'm like i want to be a part of this so i'm gonna give y'all my best potentially my best game every time i go out on the field i won't i want to i won't always tell them just get me two or three runs just just try to get me some runs early and i'll make sure we we do what we need to do 
And once I got that mindset, it, it was it was I wanted them to feel like we were gonna win every time I pitched. Not we mm-hmm. had a chance to win. We we were winning when Juan's pitching. And yeah, it was it just became fun once I did all that. What was it like having a black catcher behind a plate in Bo Naylor and Pro Bowl? Oh no, that was I ain't gonna lie, that was pretty that was pretty fun. It was dope. I know them I know them mound visits was funny. Oh yeah, we get out there and say in and Bo like it was a few times Bo get out there and say, Look, I'm just coming out here. I'm just coming out here just to come. I know you. I know you're fine. I know you're gonna get back together. But I'm just coming out here, and then sometimes you come out there, and we don't even talk about the game at all. Is man, I was, it's, or I'd be like, yeah, yeah, that's my fault. I should have listened to you. Or <laughs> I just wasn't all in. It just, it just having those conversations with both. My bad, like, G. Like <laughs> yeah, like yeah, like that's me. That's me. Like they just leave me alone. Bro. Leave me alone. That's me. I know it. So it's a lot of. But when it but when it's go time, it's go time, and, and Bo knows that. And yeah, I love having Bo behind the plate. So, what's your favorite pitch to throw? Honestly, honestly, my honestly my fastball. Of course, I like seeing guys swing and miss at it because I don't feel like I'm a pitcher. I feel like, I don't want to say I'm a contact pitcher either because. You don't want to pigeonhole yourself, but I yeah, mean, but uh, honestly, I, I mean, you you have a type, but you don't want to say like I know what you're. I know your stats, bro. I get it. <laughs> I know your ground ball rate, my friend. Yeah, I, I, I know what you're trying to say. Like I, we can. Yeah, I, I but, get it. Uh, you know who you are, but you, yeah, I say my fastball just because I know I'm, I'm I'm very big on command. And mm-hmm. I when you I get can, guys with it, you know yeah, it's. Yeah, I can spot my fastball up. Down and in, high and in, or high and away. I know I can spot it up. So, yeah, I'll say my fastball is my favorite pitch to throw. But okay. uh, piggybacking off that, I'll throw my change up. I'll throw my change up to, to anyone, lefty or righty, honestly. So, But I like throwing my curveball as well. I don't have flashes curveball, which when I'm able to throw again, I'll make sure I lock in to. Oh, you got his grip? The pointers to his curveball. It may not be like his, but I'm definitely going to try to get it close. Okay, yeah, that that's not a bad person to emulate for real on the curveball. Not even gonna hold you. So, last question before, uh, do you want to talk about your surgery? I'm just yeah, I mean, I take, know a lot of people don't know about it, so but yeah, just kind of explain the whole process. And, well, I mean, you have okay. So for the guys, those who don't know, Wanda Homer had Tommy John surgery after the 21, 2021 season. So then I'll let you go on. Yeah, I had uh, the Tommy John surgery on October twelfth, and I, that's the date I always remember, no matter what. Now. But the first injury I ever had in my whole, my whole, nah, what's the word? Baseball career. I don't know, just, my whole life. It's, it's, I never oh, that's crazy. <laughs> I've, never been, I've never been hurt. And even playing football, never been hurt at all. And so that must have been real just jarring just to go do yeah, for the first time. It was when they told me the news when I was up in Columbus. I was like, it's no way. I was just, <laughs> I just went to thinking like, I went to thinking crazy. Because you you were doing so good, just you you were rolling, you made triple A, and then just that, and that, I got hurt against Vince Gordon's triple A team, but he was in the big league. Yeah, he was in the big league. Oh, okay, okay. I hurt against those guys, so I'm just so mad that I couldn't pitch to my full potential. Yeah, my full potential against guys that he knows and he played with throughout his career. I'm just like, they didn't even get the best me. So, I, and I was, I was just. Bitter. And he probably told, probably told them to look out for you. Yeah. And yeah. So when they told me to get the surgery, I was like, you know what? 
I was I was honestly mad. I was mad that they even told me that. I didn't want to talk to no one at the field, not even the trainers or the coaches. Everyone's like feeling bad and stuff. And I'm like, just leave me alone. That's what I'm thinking inside at the moment. And then, yeah, say it, but uh, yeah, I had the surgery and uh, now I'm what four months out and I've been doing plyos now. The surgery definitely it's definitely a grind, but no, yeah, mentally and physically it's definitely a grind. But uh, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Cause I feel like I got another year of being off like COVID year. Of course I would like to be throwing now, but I got another year to figure it out. If not longer to figure it out, figure the things I do need to figure out and just lock in even more. So I'm looking at it as a, as a positive. You just seen the silver lining and you know, that's this is what you got to do at the end of the day. And you know, it's really impressive you as an optimist and what you've been doing your career so far uh, with a lot of adversity with the on-field struggles and then, you get that together, and then the injury happens, and it's not just a just an injury; it's yeah, it's, the, it's the injury for pitchers. Yeah, it definitely happens, and it happens to the best of them. So, and and that's your theme, bro, and and you carrying it, and you, and you yeah, know that, and, and I respect that. Oh, I feel. I, I mean, I know. Once I, if I, this is all thanks to God, and He's gonna look for over sure. me at all times, and I trust trust in the Lord's faith, then I know I'm gonna come out even better. So that's why I'm just. I'm telling I'm, I'm, I know it's going to even, it's going to bite me. It's going to work out. Yeah, it's, it's going to work out. out. It's going to bite me a little more when the season actually starts. It's going to give me, okay, let's go. Let's just, all right. Yeah, all right. guys reporting. And then, yeah, oh, I know I'm going to feel it. I know I'm going to feel it when it. And then with, with the way things are, it's going to be all focused on the minor leagues, too. Yeah, and I ain't going to, I'm not going to be one of the guys who, gonna get up here and lie and say they ain't gonna feel any type of way i'm not i'm not gonna lie to you i know i'm gonna feel a type of way as much as i tell myself you should yeah you should as much as much as you put in to get to this point you should bro that's just me being competitive and and want to get out there and compete and and win Mm -hmm. i I always love winning so when nobody wanted wouldn't want to hear otherwise i think yeah And, and so i mean i'm gonna feel it but it's just gonna make me even better when I do get back. So, and then the success rate to Tommy John is very high. So, it ain't nothing to be, it ain't nothing to be worried or scared about unless I don't put the work in. And I'm not, I'm there ain't no way that I came this far to just lay down. So no, All right, and, and not just practice. I mean, basically. Yeah. I mean, I mean, so um, going for you were free agent too. You yeah. you, you kind of just waiting. It seems like you. You just kind of waiting for things to unfold. Just sitting through that yeah, experience as well. Waiting for things to unfold. I'm definitely, it would be cool to be on. It would be amazing to be on a team right now. But I'm not. I'm not playing that season. So no matter what, it's like it would be cool to, to do my rehab at a facility at the actual facility. You, you got all the time in the world. So I'm, I'm all right. I'm not in a rush for anything. Teams have been reaching out, and yeah, I'm just kind of waiting for the most part. I want to see you in the garden in the in the garden uniform. I'm not gonna lie. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna hold you. I'm I'm biased, and I'll say that on record. I'm biased as, oh, as a dude it, from it, from it, Northeast it, Ohio. I mean, it could, it could happen one day. It definitely could happen. I'm mm-hmm. all in for it, of course. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, but if they, I mean, if they don't, if you don't see me in there, just it is what it is. You definitely gonna say I wish because I'm about to. I know. So I'm trusting in the Lord, and yeah, I know I know what it's gonna look like when I get back. I, know I like your attitude, bro. Like, so. I like your attitude, bro. It's it's for real, eighty grade. Like I mean, just just you solid dude, and just from everything 
you I've heard about you um, from writers and other guys, you know. Before we end, you, you got anything you want to plug in, shout out anybody? I mean, my family been there through thick and thin. And yeah, they seen it all. They seen it all from childhood, the struggles from early on to, to now and mm-hmm. the injury. So, I mean, I know they're kind of sitting back looking how it's going to turn out. And uh, they know how it's going to turn out. And they just want to see me get back out there. And uh, yes, yeah, I mean, shout out to the family. Shout out to all the friends, friends and loved ones. I say I got a lot of stuff going on outside of baseball, which is my talk show. My friends big into the music industry. So shout out to them as well. And uh, hopefully their dreams come true. And everyone's dreams come true for the most part. I want to see everybody happy. And that's always yeah. my thing. So yeah, just shout out to all my loved ones. For sure. And, and on that note, Juan, thank you for being being here and chopping up with me, bro. It, it was an honor to have you, and it was great talking to you. It was a great conversation. I really enjoyed really getting your perspective. You. I really appreciate you. Hey, if you need anyone, just just let me know. I'll make oh, sure. Hey, 